from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Uh, Dennis Cox, producer of this program, I believe you you just played what would start our next mixtape. Yes. The, the last FM signal on Earth. Mm-hmm. Has to be that. M- much more so than Video Killed the Radio Star. If there was a faint MTV signal, maybe <laughs> that plays on a loop. I'm actually reading an oral history on MTV. It is a... It's a it's a long book, and it's it's pretty fascinating from the perspective of how many bands we never would have heard from ever had it not been for MTV desperately needing content, and all these British bands who had been doing stuff for Top of the Pops in the UK had, basically the story is this, because these bands couldn't constantly go to this show, they would start sending them video footage i'm like look guys we can't make it to top of the pops this go around so how about this how about we send you some concert footage we'll send you our own journey yeah had those videos those were we'll Mm. send you some concert footage or what we'll do is we'll do our own in like our live in studio version that we'll send to you with some really proto green screen stuff that you can work with so mtv was like give it to us and they ran it a bunch of times, and they saw a direct correlation from stuff that would be... Because the way it got... It wouldn't get on cable systems in New York. When MTV launched, it actually wasn't aired in its own hometown in New York. But in, like, the smaller cable systems out in the, you know, the the hinterlands of New York State, it would actually get carried on the smaller cable systems. And then people would rush to their record stores and be like, I need this band, Flock of Seagulls. Like, what are you talking about? I saw it on MTV. Like, oh... Video killed the radio star. We're definitely beyond that one. Let's answer some Hey Joe questions. Joe cracked the darn uh. All right, first question actually comes from, from Messi. Oh. Hey, Joe. Did he have time during halftime hey, to, to, to tweet at us? I think he did. Okay. Uh, he said, hey, Joe, how does Jillio like me now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm very pleased, uh, Lionel. Very, very good work. Okay. Uh, you still owe me the three hundred dollars from the first half bet, though, from last week, though. So yeah, they're up. Well, let's not dump the Gatorade quite yet. There. What are you talking? They're, they're up three nothing on Croatia in the seventy seventh no, minute. No, I, I know that's good. Okay. If I can get an Argentina France final, okay, that is a stress free final for me. I would have a ticket on each, and it would be the same. It'd be a wash for me. He assisted on the third goal. Just now, it was ridiculous. And it was ridiculously good. And what he did to the Croatian defender is not safe for work. But that was also proof that when soccer players actually want to score, mm-hmm. they won't flop. <laughs> it, I'm being serious. If it was a zero-zero game, he would have flopped to draw the penalty. Sure. And since he's messy, he would have drawn the penalty. Sure. And that's what would have been. Instead, he was trying to make a point there, mm-hmm. and I I agree with the point. No, I was mad at Messi. He had a penalty in the uh, round of 16 that he missed that I desperately needed him to make. And, you know, now, again, if France and Mbappe get there, I will be stress-free. Okay. Stress-free. All right. You you know how this works out for me, though. Like, what are the chances I'm going to have a stress-free final? You won't. We're, we're, it's going to be Morocco against Argentina. It's going to go to kicks. <laughs> then we'll see what happens. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll keep you. I guess we'll, we'll find that out tomorrow. <laughs> All right. Next up. Say it ain't so, Joe. Say it ain't so. All right, next one comes from Nick. Hey, Joe, what percentage chance do you give all three triangle schools having new basketball coaches 
in five years. Nick, Nick, Nick. Five. I, no, let's. Years. This is what Nick is doing. I appreciate Nick. Okay. I see. I see you, Nick. Nick, buddy. That is a very clever way of getting us to talk about Kevin Keats and his job status. Congrats. In the next five years, with all three, that's the question? Yeah, all three triangles. It, it has been floated by on the dark webs mm-hmm. that Carolina's Hubert Davis might be Mike Davis. In what sense? The coach that took Indiana to the final, the championship game in his second year after replacing Bob Knight and yeah. then quickly flamed out afterwards. I'm not I'm not ready to go. I'm not ready to go. You there. understand now, you and I are, are new to the standard at Carolina. Yeah. We learned it last year though when they were struggled early. Sure. Well, I also think too <sighs> Look. Carolina's already gone through this with Bill Guthridge. Okay. The man went to two final fours. Right. right. And people pointed to well, recruiting, recruiting, recruiting. He went to two final fours in three years, and people were still not satisfied with that because they saw where recruiting was going. That, that, I, I get that part. I don't think Hubert Davis is on the Bill Guthridge level here. I think let's see how the season let's see how the season plays out. Yeah, we really haven't seen Hubert recruit his own guys yet. So no. that's where I think I know some people were uh, you know, we haven't really had a conversation about Gigi Jackson, five-star recruit, yeah, who committed to Carolina, was going to go to Carolina, and then realized he had an opportunity to play this year. Mm-hmm. And instead of playing at North Carolina, where you know this year with Armando Baycott, there's no way he was going to play. RJ Davis, he would play, but he wouldn't be the number one option. No, he would not. Now he goes to South Carolina, he gets every shot that he wants. Mm-hmm. He's playing for Gigi Jackson. He's not playing, you know, to be whatever he wants to be. He wants to position himself to make the most money in the NBA. But that was kind of like Carolina fans' proof that, look, you can recruit high-end guys. The future of college basketball, though, Joe, and we've seen this now with Brady Manick and and Pete Nance the last two years, is it really going out and getting five-star guys out of high school who you know are only going to be there one year, who might not be ready to do it either, by the way? Mm -hmm. Or do you go get? A manic? Do you go get a Nance? Do you go get a Jarkel Joiner, who's you know made a f- fair, fair big difference at state this year? That's where truly the future of college basketball. We we just don't know. Next up, from Beachfront, will Coach Kevin Keats be fired before the ACC tournament? See, there we go. I appreciate Beachfront just getting right to the heart of the matter, not what Nick did. He's like, hey, can we get you to talk about? Kevin Keats getting fired without getting you to talk about Kevin Keats getting fired. Beachfront's right at it. Let's go. Uh, to answer that question, we'll revisit that one next Friday after the NC State Louisville, Louisville game. We'll talk. Let's yeah. talk then. Let's talk then. We'll, we'll we punt. know Debbie would fire somebody at the drop of a hat. Like yeah. this was not. <laughs> this was known. We don't know. We don't know. We, we, we don't know about Boogie yet. We, we, don't, do, know we don't know and we'll, what the threshold will be. We're going to talk to Boo Corrigan, NC State's AD, in about forty-five minutes, but. About the college football playoff yeah. and his time with the college football playoff. Not about Kevin Keats because it's December 13th. Next up. Yeah. This one comes from ACC State Fan. Hey, Joe, can we get Matt Rule in the studio to do his best Dennis Cox impression? Oh, that would be uh, that would be Spider-Man pointing me, wouldn't it? It really would be. That would, that would break the internet, I think. Try, I need that. Would Matt Rule? Oh, I know what Matt. Matt Rule would absolutely come in here and like, oh, I'm supposed to be Dennis Cox. He would absolutely talk about lacrosse. Of course. 
and he would absolutely talk about Comic-Con experiences. Mm-hmm. That would be the Matt Rule impersonation of Dennis Cox. Would he get a tattoo on air? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he would. Because I've done it. He would get a tattoo. On of, your day off. On your day on off. Day off. <laughs> You're not- Content doesn't sleep for Dennis Cox, apparently. No. Um, and that's saying something coming from me. So, yeah, I, I think what what tattoo would he get, though? Would he do a hashtag OOU? Yes. One of oh, us? Yeah, yeah. Gotta be. Or a panther. Would it be way of the Black Panther to combine it all? Yes. He so it's to comic a- book. Yep. Dennis Ooh, Cox, yes. way of the Black Panther. Yeah. That's what he would do. Yeah. I like that. I like that. All right, next up. Yeah. Next one comes from Heath. Hey, Joe, what is your favorite Mike Leach story? Oh, you know, the time he put Craig James's kid in an electrical closet and that became a controversy? Oh. That one. No, I mean, look. It's it's I'm I'm being facetious here. There's a there's a lot of stories about Mike Leach. You could do an entire show about Mike Leach. The guy has sound bites after sound bites after sound bite, uh, but he also has some quirks to him as well. And if you're going to talk about a guy's legacy, you also have to talk about some of the things that also happened that were not so great at Texas Tech. I only have one tangential Mike Leach story. Yeah, uh, a former NC State AD. It was Lee Fowler. Mm-hmm. I just remember one time we were talking about it was Maryland at the time. Remember Maryland got rid of uh, Fridge. Yeah, it was supposed to be James Franklin. Then he left. Yeah, James and Franklin they, was the coach in wedding for Debbie Yell, Ralph. Reed and they and, ended up yeah. hiring Randy Edsel. Oh yeah, right. Dream job for Randy. Edsel. And I remember saying to Lee at the time, I go, you know, and because remember everybody thought Mike Leach was going to get was going to take the Maryland job. Mm-hmm. That's where he was going to go. He was going to reinvigorate Maryland. The whole thing. And I remember saying to Lee, I said, you know, I've never interviewed Mike Leach before, but he's got to be kind of crazy because I don't understand how he didn't get this Maryland job. And he goes, I have interviewed Mike Leach before. Yeah, apparently, and he, he is crazy. Yeah, apparently he bombs interviews. Well, uh, I think he's he's a polymath. So I think yeah. he gets off on these, he would get off on these tangents and you'd be like, now wait a second. What does that have to do with what we? Well, it doesn't matter doesn't because matter, right. that's kind of how his his uh, mind would work. Denny O'Brien, who used to cover ECU, yeah. uh, had tweeted out earlier today about the possibility of Mike Leach being the East Carolina head coach after Skip Prosser uh, bounced. Holtz, Skip. Or, I'm sorry, Skip Skip Prosser, Wake Forest coach who passed away. So Skip Holtz, yeah, and apparently he bombed the interview. So yeah, like like you said, you got to understand the quirks. Yeah. Maybe that's why he ended up at Texas Tech. He ends up at Washington, Washington State. State. He ends up at Mississippi State. Next up, whoa, from Trent. Hey Joe, does Chris Beard still want to talk about Texas basketball? No, no, and yeah, you know that I, I get the joke. I appreciate the callback to our trip to the Final Four, where Chris Beard had no time for my questions. But um, we're just gonna let that one be. Next up. How you doing? From Millhouse. Hey, Joe, will you be dumping more Pappy Van Winkle into eggnog this Christmas season? <laughs> yeah, I'm supposed to get with the 919 Beer guys next week. Huh. It's our annual Pappy Van Winkle. If you're not familiar with Pappy Van Winkle, it's a very, very exclusive bourbon. And, yeah, we dumped it into a cookout eggnog shake last year. I'm here for it. Are you an eggnog guy? Um, I don't do well with certain with the dairies. Dairies, yeah, that's one of them. I used to love eggnog as a kid. Yeah, you know, I never even had spiked eggnog before because I just can't drink it without having my issues. But I like when I was a kid, I used to drink it all the time. See, that was my issue. A and it was store bought eggnog, so it yeah. wasn't particularly good. But like actual homemade eggnog, chef's kiss. 
but good you, stuff. But do you you put like liquor in it? Well, yeah, now, you put right? bourbon in it. Yeah, okay. yeah, you absolutely put bourbon in it. Get a little warmth to it. I'm mm. a big fan. I think we got time for a little bit more. Next up, I got proposition for you from the Crimson King. Hey Joe, white or multicolored Christmas lights? Do you even know me? Colored lights. Oh, yeah. C nine. So, um, give me the analog ones. The tree that we have has yeah. both. You you click a switch and it turns oh, you have it a fake tree. Yeah, because what was it? The heart of the pandemic when those things like skyrocketed. No, every, my no, whole every, life, every everything is skyrocketed. No, my whole life I had a real tree, and yeah. then during the pandemic, the cost for like even a like a, a tree that would just be six foot, yes, was like a hundred dollars, and yeah. I'm like. No. Yeah. No. So we went uh-uh. to the we uh, Kelly and I went to the farmers market and uh, we get a six foot tree because we got low ceilings. Houses from the sixties. It doesn't right. have high ceilings. And it's got just a basic six foot tree. It's like ninety five dollars. I know that's crazy. So, so we bought the fake one from the Home Depot. This is year three or year two for it. So okay, okay, happy. I can't do it's fake. good investment. I can't do fake. Next up, last one I think. All right, last one from Greg. Hey, Joe, what did Jillio order from Raleigh Times today? Ooh. Well, considering um, he's still in the studio, something good. That's right. Learn from my mistakes. Yes. <laughs> uh, they've added a, a, an egg sandwich. Ooh. But it has uh, tomato, yeah. avocado, and you can obviously add bacon. So did that, you that, was, bacon? that was done. Yes. Nice. Nice. Delicious. Love, on a sourdough I, bread. I love, I love the Raleigh Times nachos, but you are, uh, I believe there's a new station policy. Where yeah, I'm you on are, probation. You are not allowed to have the Raleigh Times nachos before yeah. a show. Fair. Okay. It might be a while before I have them, even when it's not a I show. Was at, I was at Raleigh Times on Saturday night just chilling, uh, watching some hockey while uh, Caleb was at the Enlo Charity Ball. Still gets it done, man. Still gets it done. Yeah. Greg knows what he's doing. So when I was looking to transfer, it was um, a lot of one-on-one, and it didn't feel like I got lost in a huge university because I knew that if I came here, there was going to be someone I could talk to about every aspect of the courses I needed to take, but also, too, I loved the smaller classroom sizes, and I liked how interactive and immersive all of the learning was going to be. It wasn't just going to be me sitting in a room with a couple hundred people and a professor who didn't know my name. To find out more about transferring to William Peace University, visit peace.edu. The Panthers' connections go everywhere, right? Like we we've we've been fans of the Buffalo Bills because they're essentially Panthers North. Yeah. But now, do we have Panthers West? Christian McCaffrey, former running back for the Carolina Panthers, they. The 49ers, who he's with now, beat the Buccaneers, which helps the Panthers. Here's CMC. I had a lot of good years. You know, I, I really enjoyed my time in Carolina. I know we didn't have the results, but obviously they, they're killing it, man. And I'm happy for those guys. Obviously beating Seattle's big for us. Us beating Tampa, big for them. So kind of hats off to those guys, man. I'm proud of them, and I love everyone in that locker room. See, there you go. Look CMC. at us. CMC getting it done for the Panthers. <laughs> that was big Paul Rudd energy. It was. <laughs> Look at that. Look <laughs> at us. Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought? Who'd have thought that? Who'd have thought that? Last night, we talked about Mike Leach passing away and how Mike Leach was system over player, right? It, this was all about air raid. It was a simplicity of the air raid, but it was understanding that football didn't have to be complicated. I feel it's appropriate that on the flip side of Mike Leach, who wanted to make things dead simple, you have Bill Belichick on the other end, 
New England Patriots head coach, who doesn't want to make things dead simple. He wants to win football games the most difficult way possible, apparently, which is what they did last night against the Arizona Cardinals. But he insists, he insists on taking football back offensively 60 years to the point where Mac Jones got mad. Mac Jones hasn't earned squat in this league, right? It's just Mac Jones. And yet Mac Jones is a sympathetic person in this situation because Matt Patricia, who's calling the plays, a defensive guy, a defensive guy is calling offensive plays like you would expect a defensive guy to do. And Mac Jones is like, would you just let me throw the ball? He had 12 screen passes last night. I watched the first half of that game. The Patriots had a couple of procedural penalties. They had a bunch of screen passes to nowhere. Mm-hmm. They had a terrible blocking. Their receivers were dropping passes. I, it was very familiar. I'll just put it that way. And I'm like, this this has to be killing Bill Belichick from the inside out to watch a team play with such little discipline and with such little creativity that they are right now. It does make you wonder... And I'm not big into the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick scoreboard because I think, I don't think Tom Brady could have become the player that he was without Bill Belichick. Of course, of course, they're they're, they're tied together. People get that. But I'm just watching these games going. It has to just, it must eat away at the inside lining of his stomach to watch football be played so poorly. At some point, Bill Belichick is going to retire. And at some point, he's going to do a special with Nick Saban on the NFL Network. Yeah, where well, they HBO. Will, or they already HBO, did one of those. They, okay, so. so they'll do one on HBO again. And they'll revisit their careers respectively, right? And the reason why I bring this up is because if you've ever seen these Bill Belichick specials, he's a completely different human. Yes. He's not the, the hard ass who doesn't want to answer the questions. He's actually really personable. He actually, you, you watch Bill Belichick and you go, oh, I could see how you were Mr. Steal Your Girl. I could see that. That totally makes sense now. So at some point, he's going to do a retrospective, and I'd love to get the candid answer as to what he was really doing at the end of his Patriots tenure. Because at this point, he's like, Psh, I got my Super Bowls. I'm bored. I should be coaching lacrosse. I want to see if I can win football in the most ridiculous way possible. There's no other explanation. Yeah, for their it. offensive line is really, really bad. Yeah. Well... It, it's hard to win that way. And yet they have a winning record. It's pretty well, impressive. I have a Patriots ticket that's not coming home because well. they had, they have to get to nine. Mm-hmm. They're at seven right now. They mm-hmm. play the Raiders who they'll, you know, he'll beat McDaniels backwards. Yes. Then they close. Cincy at home. Not happening. Miami at home might be my only hope. And then at Buffalo. So I need him to win two games. The whole premise of this was Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. He will find a way to go nine and eight this year. That was the whole premise. It's entirely possible. I didn't look at their schedule. I did no homework. Mm. It was simply the their win total was eight and a half. I took I took the over, thinking, well, Bill Belichick surely is going to go nine and eight. 